Alright, we gotta get done quick this week because I, I don't wanna steal Gav's thunder. He was noticed in the audience um, by, by Iron Maiden themselves and brought up on stage where he did the sickest guitar riff with the tastiest licks or chops. Whichever, whichever the tasty ones are, right? Like they were sumptuous, savory, was uh, described as they were by Edward Money, the famous singer Edward Money, who was actually watching. He's a big fan of Iron Maiden, his old Eddie. And Gavin is gonna audition officially to be the new co-lead guitarist in Iron Maiden, and yeah. in honour. Of I'm, his... song, I'm songwriter. And songwriter, of course. I, I mean, songwriter. they've already confirmed me as the songwriter. Yep, I mean, and the, the first the first song is uh, Commander Eddie. Best hair. It's like you, you can fight like Jason, stab like Freddy, but you'll never be better than Commander Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. And of yeah. course, to celebrate Gab's uh, Irish background, they're renaming Iron Maiden to Urn Maiden. Um, yeah, they, they, they just want to pay tribute to that famous Irish drink, Iron Brew. Yeah, that one that's definitely from Ireland. So, so that's why it's Iron Maiden. Ireland Brew. Iron Maiden. That's a thing. I did go and see Iron Maiden. Everything else is lies, but I did go and see them, and they were fucking awesome, as always. But like you said, everything after he went to see Iron Maiden is lies. So lies. really, they were shit. Is what he's his, saying. His, he went to see them, li- but his, they were not good. His entire life since seeing Iron Maiden has been a lie. It was such an, a world-shattering event. It's just like, no, I saw Iron Maiden. Now everything is a lie. Yep, every, everything is just oblivion beyond this point. Technically, you died watching Iron Maiden, and now the rest of it, you are but a ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I'm always worried making the joke about one of the three of us dying on the show in case, like during the 24 hours between us recording oh. and publishing, that person does die, and then we get a really awkward episode where we're like, "Oh, that was <laughs> a silly goof." Because we'll still publish it. Yeah, um, we'll still publish it. But it my, must be a weird silly goof. My number one fear would be um, a curse. Like that's what immediately where my mind goes isn't the inappropriate nature of posting it. It's clearly this is a ring style situation <laughs> where if you joke about someone on the podcast dying, they die in real. Uh, so let's let's be careful about that because I think I think the rule with um, ironic curses um, is that it's if you do it once or twice, it's okay. But if you keep doing something that you could be ironically cursed with, then you will get cursed. I think that's how See, irony curses work. I, I kind of wish that this curse was a real thing, that uh, because it would make for a really, really high quality B movie horror film. Like, I'd love to see the B-movie horror film that was made where it's like the haunted podcast where when you say someone's going to die on the podcast, they die for oh, real God, and the podcasters would... don't know. We could do that as a spiritual successor to Unfriended. Um... Yeah, exactly. Like, all, all you would need is, like, you you could not even show the podcasters. You just have them as, like, a black screen with some lines showing because <laughs> it's an audio money. medium podcast and that saves on having to get, like, a set that looks like people are recording. Yeah, it's just a black... You sit there and watch a black screen 
for 90 minutes. Actually, no, we could probably, no, we could do, <gasps> a, we get a full two hours out of this. Um, and, and it's just a podcast with, with people, uh, the, the world's first cinematic podcast. Imagine I, that. <laughs> Here's here's the spoiler for you all. This podcast you're listening to is the movie. Close your eyes. You're watching the movie. Holy shit! I just yeah. closed my eyes and it's like I'm there. Like this is this is practically 3D. This is podquisition in 3D. It's almost like you're there in the room with the podcast. Hold on a minute. Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh my god! I'm dying! Ah! Ah! Oh, my hand's going in a blender because this is oh, the no. spiritual successor to Unfriended, and I Gavin. am the fat one in that. In this, oh, Gavin. Oh, it's in a blender. Help, Gavin! Gavin, we've accidentally killed Jim with our podcast antics. What do we do, Gavin? Um, oh, my I, I, hands I, I might get to talk now. Gavin, so, so Gavin, okay. do Let some talking. Oh, <laughs> Oh. Wait, did you tell the ghost to let him go? Uh, I see no. a field of corn, and now I die. Were you telling yeah. the ghost to let him go, or were you telling me to let go of my dear podcast I was saying friend? let Jim go, let him get killed by the ghost, that way I can get a word in this week. Okay, do you want to be the new host, Gav, now that Jim's dead, I suppose? Hello, host Gavin. Hi, welcome to the Iron Maiden podcast. Um... It's going to be full of Iron Maiden puns because we've wasted years on games. Oh, we've got to finish recording this podcast soon Jim, because Jim we've only has, got a few minutes to midnight. Jim has run to the hills, as you can see. But, you know, yeah. he, he was a trooper. He didn't give up to the end. <laughs> uh. he, 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 he is a, a woman made of metal. He, now, Iron, Iron Maiden... Uh. <laughs> Wow, these these puns are beastly. I don't know what to do with my life now that Jim's dead. What what do we even do doing here? Well, we talk about uh, how my Patreon got one thousand four hundred people in the first week. Thanks for that, guys. I very much appreciate it. That that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. What what's your favorite Iron Maiden album on this Iron Maiden podcast? Ooh, that's a tricky one. I, I have a controversial opinion that Somewhere in Time is the best one. And I also like Brave New World and Seventh Son. They'd be my three favourites. That, that's more than a favourite. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, it's hard to pick a, a favourite Maiden album. <laughs> I personally, I really like Power Slave. That is such a cool album. I'm, I, I, I like Power Slave. I might say... The Number of the Beast is a very good album as well. Yeah. There you go. There's. I'll, I'll give two. Power they, Slave and Number of the Beast. They played Power Slave at the gig, the title track. <gasps> oh, awesome. that's, oh my God, yeah. such a good song. We, we all um, jizzed ourselves when, they, when that riff started up. Should we use some of our Iron Maiden magic to bring Jim back from the grave? Yeah, let's do this. What, what can we bring him back with? Uh... Can we can we bring him back as a power slave? <laughs> the clairvoyant, maybe we could bring him back with that. We okay, reverse okay. it. So there's a time to die. Now it's time to live. Wake up, Jim. And now wait. Ooh. Scream for me, Podquisition. He's running free. He's getting out. Be quick, Jim. Be quick or be dead. 
It is me, Jim Packer's a scary ghost. I've been sent back here to teach you to be better at podcasts without me. Otherwise, I can't move on. I can't move on. Oh, come with me, Pluto. I was going to ask, when did you? Be- when in the afterlife did you become Mickey Mouse? That's my ghost voice. Um, that was some I, pretty impressive operatic uh, stuff there. Thank you, thank you. Uh, that if you ever. If you ever do another one of those, uh, like if they ever do another like Bioshock uh, games, right, and you do uh, another one of those songs, I could be the one doing "I Dream of the Sea." So, so, I'm so gla- just consider I'm glad that. you're alive again. Um, well, sort of. It's it's kind of a Randall and Hotkirk deceased you, situation. The, <laughs> um, it's the reincarnation of Ben Jiminbrig. Oh, 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 oh. get that one. But here's the thing. Uh, because because this like y- you are Randall's and I am Hotkirk brackets deceased. Uh, only you can see me and hear me. So everyone else is still going to hear just you two talking, but they won't hear me. Well, so that's you, you, going to be difficult for them, but we'll still have a perfectly normal conversation. Well, it, They're not going to know what you thought about Prey then. That's such a well, pity. You see, it's all totally fine because being the expert podcast editor that I am, I'll just go through old episodes where I have all of Jim's like isolated audio and I'll recreate his sentences. So for the listener, it's going to sound like Jim was here. So um, basically our podcast will be The Crow. Pretty much. Uh, you're not actually hearing Jim. You're hearing old Jim sentences remixed for your pleasure. That's right. a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm fully on board with that. So let's get cracking with the podquisition, episode yeah. 130. I certainly hope I've said 130 before now. Uh, I am joined by Laura Kate Dale, who is not back from the grave, because... I'm still dead! Oh, oh, fuck! (laughs) That's the twist! That's the twist! I was dead all along. This podcast was a sequel to Unbreakable and we didn't know. (laughs) Hello, I'm here. I should probably, like, say that I am here in a normal way because otherwise this podcast will never happen. Hello. Hello. How are you, Jim? I'm wishing I had a theremin. I, I want a theremin. I've been thinking. I, I want. I want to do that, like, so I can do more that spooky was, that things. That was indistinguishable from a theremin. Oh, I don't need one then. Okay, well, that saved me a couple of quid. So, Gavin is the other voice you can hear. Uh, rock God, a new member of Iron Brew. How are you, my dear, dear friend? I'm very good, thank you. Very, Brilliant. very good. Brilliant. Everyone's fantastic. Oh, that's good. I'm glad everyone's in a good mood. Um, yeah, that that sounds that sounds like a good place to start from. Uh, video games, just a nice, a nice, yeah. Let's 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 talk about video games. We better what talk we about talk video about? games before it's two minutes to midnight. Oh, <laughs> hey, 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 oh I already I already did a two minutes to midnight pun, Gav. You missed it. You, you, oh, I you're too it. slow. Yeah, Ooh, I, I, I missed one of your puns. Well, that that's a reversal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I said that we had to be done within oh, the next hour or so because we we've only got until two minutes to midnight. Well, we all only played one game, didn't we? <laughs> we all prayed pray. Yeah. Who wants to talk about pray? I prayed Let's play. Talk about pray. Um, I'll briefly give mine. I'll yeah. briefly give mine. My opinion of it is much better 
after I scrapped um, four or five hours of progress <laughs> and just started again with a, a, a build that wasn't a complete fucking disaster, in my opinion. In my opinion, my build was a complete fucking disaster. And some people who have seen my first video uh, have suggested it's a complete fucking disaster. Second yeah, I was, time I was around, much at better. The screen watching that video. <laughs> yeah, second like, time around. Shoot the pipe. <laughs> second time around, uh, I've, I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I've gotten it a lot more. Mm. It's not significantly changed my opinion of it. It, even though I'm getting through the game more efficiently, I'm still looking at it as yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's pretty good. It's all right. It's 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 a fun enough time. Um, I I feel a bit. I feel like the play your way thing is a little bit. Uh, it's misleading, isn't it? Because yeah. you have to, you mm. just have to get combat powers, or you're going to get completely. Like at least some some way. Like like I'm doing okay right now. I'm not. I'm not necessarily geared for with, with combat powers at the moment, um, mm. but I went heavy on repair, so I've got offensive capability in the form of dropping like turrets, like mm. constantly. Um, I've got enough spare parts to just, uh, and th- this is before even fortifying them yet, which I'm not going to have to do. Uh, but but so far, the, the the biggest combat challenges I've been able to carry two turrets around with me a lot and just plonk them down and hide and then fix them up uh, if they do get damaged before they kill the thing. Um, And that's gotten me back to where I was in about half the time. Um, While also exploring more and getting even more stuff. I tried all that shit and like really wasn't enjoying the combat at all. And then I just found a shotgun and it was a game changer. I just upgraded the shotgun, Weird. and now I just shotgun everything. Because... I had the complete opposite um, feeling. Really? Like, wow. like as I loved the shotgun. I loved yeah. the shotgun, and will probably um, consider uh, keeping that as as my main thing. Not not oh. entirely sure yet because uh, I do love uh, that side beam though. You can't just, keep just, using it. Just quickly about the shotguns. Bok pre-order DLC. That gives you powerful weapons right at the beginning, because I tried oh, really? the shotgun they give you in the pre-order DLC, and it was so OP that I put it back and didn't use oh, it. Oh wow! Until I, I didn't use it until I was able to find an actual shotgun, because the the one they give you in the DL, in the DLC is so OP, and you get it right at the beginning. Well, shit. Well, Shittington. Um, I wish I'd had it. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd had that, I, I'd I'd have. Uh... Yeah, I'd have probably. Yeah, Gray, had a, a Gray was telling time. me he he found the game much easier than I did, and I was like, "How? This game is bastard fucking hard. Everything takes like fifty hits to kill." And he was saying, "Oh yeah, just use the DLC shotgun." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> well then, of course it was easy." Yeah, I mean, I've My- been settling into a good thing. The glue gun is, you know, really really useful, and yeah. and I'm cool seeing idea, just that. yeah yeah, it's a nice weapon, and I'm. Even though I'm using Although, some guns here and there, I, I'm trying to see if I can I rely the, on the wrench a lot. The glue gun and the idea of it being um, an elevator of sorts is a great idea, but the execution is not so great with the the jumping mechanics in the game, which really surprised me after Dishonored had such a very it's a, It feels a little bit, jumping. yeah. Sometimes a little you'll bit jump unwieldy. And, yeah, and you'll feel you were supposed to have grabbed something and you don't, and... 
I don't know. Yeah, there, and there's yeah. bits where you're walking around on thin beams. Like, I don't know if you've got to the garden area yet. And they kind of uh, hint I, at you. I had that, before I'd um, re, uh, decided to quote-unquote respec by removing my neuromods, oh, yeah. a.k.a. restarting <laughs> the game. Well, they, they hint at you that, like, the ceiling is open and you should go up there to kill the enemy easier. So I did. And every time you try and walk on thin beams in the game, the get the the controls just glitch out all over the place and he starts yeah. juddering and oh, yeah, there's I've a lot of stuff that, like that. I've noticed that, that like going up to desks. Like if I'm trying to read an email, if I'm like at the desk in the wrong you know, in a way the game just is dissatisfied with, like everything will judder. Like the yeah. judder man from those old commercials that they banned for being scary. Yeah, I felt like the, the controls could have done with some more tightening up, especially the jumping stuff, because Dishonored had perfect navigation. Like, I would agree I, with that, yeah. like I love the idea of, of painting a stairway, um, yeah. but sometimes it is a little bit, yeah, a little bit dodgy. Um, mm. I found the controls, like, a lot of the controls just feel a little bit... Not, not immediately bad, but every little bit of them just feels the tiniest bit not right if that makes sense yeah it's just the it's tiniest like the way, bit loose it's like the way everything in titanfall 2 that you did felt good to do praise kind of the opposite it doesn't really feel yeah, great well, to control i wouldn't yeah it's not like it's not the exact opposite because it's not like it's well yeah it's not bad it's competent. it's just not <laughs> not yeah it's the wrong side of it's the wrong side of mediocre i'll say that it's the wrong side of just normal it's it's a little bit not normal, and it's it, it's it's not something I've gotten used to, over what is now you know many hours of of play, despite not that many hours of progress. Um, but I will say that that there are that there is stuff I'm appreciating. Um, the more I play, uh, mm. the some of the 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 tricks you do, like you were saying, yelling at me to shoot pipes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Same for the here, second, actually. for the I second video, I find it's getting video, more like... interesting as it goes on, and e- including yeah. the locations actually, because I yeah. feel the first few locations you're in are very bland looking and they're very just spaceshipy. We've seen this a million times, but once you get to like the garden and the crew quarters and stuff, it actually gets a bit more Bioshock esque in its locations then, and they vary out a bit. Yeah, and I've I've noticed some uh, some really nice some of the 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 secret areas or the you know the the, the less traveled areas have some really nice extra little um scares and and yeah. moments in them that there's there's a wonderful bit with uh, pressing a a screen there's a touch screen a big one that you're just pressing different points on it uh, to unlock oh, something and yeah. then it just does that <laughs> it, it does a thing that 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 really mm. did uh give me a bit of a start um, but yeah, I'm going to work the, on a second the, video for for Prey um, that that will show off like some of the stuff I've been picking up now, um, yeah. and and yeah, I am enjoying it more. It's still not a game that that I'm looking at and I'm thinking this is great, this is fantastic. It's still got a lot of things I, a lot of nitpicky things, uh, yeah. a lot of things to criticize about it for me. Um, I I really like yeah. it and I love the freeform design of, of the entire station and it does that thing that we were talking about recently where you have this one location that's been built up really well yes yes however that's for me very it, just, it just doesn't win my heart the same way Dishonored did mm-hmm. well yeah I mean and, and I would say f- um, uh, I would say the same thing about uh, the shock series of games 
Uh, mm. To me, it's 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 got all of the pieces, but it it doesn't quite have the 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 same soul to it. Yeah, uh, you know, this location does not feel like uh, uh, it gets familiar, but it doesn't just feel as memorable and as evocative and, and it doesn't stir my imagination as somewhere like Rapture, you know? Uh, some Any of those places uh, that, that you get to spend time in. Yeah. Like going as far back as, as Beneath a Steel Sky, which is the one I always bring up as a, a game that I love for, for making you very familiar with a, a small amount of locations uh, over the, a The actual physical, like... Uh... Um, re- not regarding the aesthetic, but the actual physical design of the levels is is fantastic. Though the way they link back to each other through shortcuts and things, I really like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's got a nice, uh, nice little uh, system like that. I, I was going to say I, Metroidvania. I don't. I call I that from esque, but someone would probably mm. com- com- correct me that that's been done way before FromSoft did it. From are definitely the company I think of when I think of that first, even if they weren't the first to do it. But um, in, the, in the 3D space, certainly mm. they're the ones that that kind of popularise the idea. Yeah. yeah, I think I think for me, my my main thought about Prey at the moment is that a lot of what it does well is not clear in its opening hours, and it takes a yeah. while of playing yeah. that game for it to show why it's good. That, um, that is so true, Laura. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, I would say that things like the, the level design stuff you were saying a second ago, Gav, about how the levels loop nicely back into each other mm. doesn't really show itself until you're a few hours deep. Mm. Uh, the the whole, like, oh, you can choose your playstyle thing, definitely no. not true in the early game. As you no, get further and, and in, not that as is true as I'd true. like it to be in the mid game I, either. I I agree with you that it's still not as true as I would like it to be in the mid game, but it definitely mm. opens up somewhat as you get further in. Yeah. A lot of things are not showcased to their best ability in those opening, let's say, two to three hours, mm. which is a real combat. shame. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, no, the the I combat does so not start too. off well. And there's some people I'm sure who would want to respond with. Uh, it get, doesn't hold your hand, yeah. um, which is always the defense for a game that's obtuse in its design. I don't um, find and, and dying some... in one hit. Yeah, fun. There, sorry. There are so. I'll, I'll say this right: Dark Souls is a game that doesn't hold your hand, but yeah. Dark Souls, even Dark Souls, gives you a tutorial-style area that piecemeal it mm. fully explains what it's about and allows you to appreciate how the game works. Yeah. And a game like this, okay, it doesn't hold your hand, but there are periods where games not doing that ultimately do a disservice to their own features. Mm. And that is a case I personally feel with Prey, is that I... it's a, its obtuseness is not a positive case of not hand-holding. Yeah. It's a negative case of... They really should be boasting more about what this shit is. It's mm. not like the game itself was he- heavily marketed. Mm. Like it came out, to, it came out as a surprise to me, and I know that quite a few other people were blindsided when I mentioned it was out. So it's not like a lot's known. They yeah. needed to do in game a better job of communicating, um, like just how versatile things are. Yeah, I'm I'm really worried at the moment that we might just be on the 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 beginnings of the 
a wave that I've been worried will happen for a while, which is games that take the lo- the wrong lesson from the Dark Souls series, like increased popularity, mm. and decide that obtuse difficulty without explaining core mechanics yeah. is something that gamers want, because... Yeah. Making That's something more true. difficult to fight your way through and more obtuse to understand automatically makes it better. It's a bit of a problem with the opening hours of Prey. There's at least one other game I'm playing at the moment that I can't talk about yet that suffers a similar issue. I've, I've not got a copy of that one, but I know exactly what you're oh, talking oh. about from what I've heard. Um, um, yeah. yeah. There's 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 a few games right now that are doing this whole thing of let's be arbitrarily hard and not really explain our mechanics properly because and that's no, what Dark Souls yeah. does. It, and we see it. this and in no one likes all forms sponges. of entertainment. No one likes bullet sponges. And in the no, first few hours of Prey, you have to like, I don't know, maybe I was just bad, but I find I had to shot, shoot things so many times before they would die. And this was before I was allowed any of the powers to, to I never had too much of a problem with that. Just because I was so heavily reliant on the glue gun, yeah, it's the glue gun, like like you know, a phantom will be done in like I th- I want to say one two three you, four four or five but, hits. But I did think, you with find glue Jim, gun help? Can can I ask though? Did you find this because I did? I found the battles with the glue gun and the wrench were more like an act of attrition. It's like who's got whose health is going to run out quicker, and you keep having to chug health packs because the game has no reliable dodge, and the attacks are not telegraphed well. Um, like if you're up in in, in the bit. thing's I, face I, and like wrenching it, and then it just bursts out of the glue and one shots you. <laughs> a, a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't say attrition is what I'd use just because I never t- I never felt too much like. Uh, it went on long enough to be attrition because either I'm so fucked and low on resources, I'm dead in one hit anyway. Or maybe, maybe I phrased that wrong. It felt it never felt to me that I had outwitted, outsmarted, or killed right. an enemy by it, fu- it, by skill. It just felt I had battered them until they died first. Right, you know I, I mean? see what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, it's certainly more satisfying to me to. Uh, you know, put a, a turret at the end of a hallway and, and coax it round the corner and then shoot the pipe yeah, um, and then as the it's cool walking round. That, like, explodes it and, like, takes its powers oh, this was away before, for ten seconds. And... This was before powers. Like, I'm not... I'm I'm hemming and hawing on even to whether or not to bother with them on this second run. Yeah. Um, because, like, the layout for the engineer uh, path is... is Really good. I'm. I'm. Tr- I mean, basically, I'm experimenting with seeing how I how much I can get the game to fight for me. Um, I think if I do take powers, there are the you can do either uh, you can make monsters to fight for you, or you can uh, take over robots and make them fight. So I might go a little bit that and just see how far I can get indirectly as some sort of like you know puppeteer of things. I always like play styles like that. I like I like summoner things. It's, you know, yeah. I might try that. Conjuration King. Yeah, yeah. That was my first my first ever time I played Skyrim. It was uh, heavy on conjuring, and then you know. Laura, what uh, what path did you in. take in Prey? 
did you have or were you kind of more of a jack of all trades because that's kind of what i did little I, bits of everything i i muddled through little bits of everything and i'm wishing i hadn't but i really didn't have the time to go back Respect. and restart it well this yeah pull I'm, out I'm, the neuro mods <laughs> Well, here's the thing is I, I pushed, uh, I went a little bit of everything. I wished I hadn't. My plan was to go back from the start and just redo it. I thought, no, I'll push through. I didn't enjoy pushing through, but by the time I'd pushed through far enough, I was like, okay, I do have a base level of all these things now, so I can keep going. And I just sort of worked through with it that way. Ooh, can I point out one lovely little thing the game did that you both will have seen? I love the way the game introduces its titles, and it's something. I that did could, like that. It's something yeah. that can only be done in a video game. Yeah, I like it when video games do interesting things with text uh, visually within the game world, uh, and this was a good one. It's it's Plus, a very nice intro. Like the 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 way the music's done, the 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 overall color of it, like just this almost garish, overly futuristic color. Yeah. Um, works really well for what they're going for and, and, and eventually hinting at. Uh, it's, it, it, yeah, it's a very well done intro sequence. And I, I love how after the story hits its first real beat, you can um, go back and explore the beginning area with a slightly different perspective. I thought yes. that was really cool. Yes. So it was my one criticism of it from a narrative perspective so far. Well, aside from the fact that the narrative hasn't grabbed me at all yet. Um, like I'm a, I'm a, interested in a couple of threads of it, but the the enemies don't fascinate me all that much, and yeah, the either. or Morgan or Alex, which yeah, surprised the, me because I was I was so into the world and and lore and in Dishonored I picked up every scrap of lore I could find and read it like devoured it, but in this game not not so much. Yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, I don't. I just clearly that with them going for what they're going for, I don't think comparisons to Dishonored are really going to work at all. Um, Like, I think anyone who picks this up thinking, "Oh, Arcane, I liked Dishonored," may find themselves fairly disappointed with it. Um, But then again, I mean, like it's 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 nothing like its namesake. It's not Prey either. It's not you know not the original Prey. I'm okay Um, with that. I I really didn't mm, like that game. (laughs) I yeah I I. I didn't hate it. I did get to one point where I uh, I ended up behind some door and I couldn't for the life of me work out how to get through the fucking thing and then I uh, put it aside and never got round to it again. The um, ending of that game was so hilariously stupid though that it made up for kind of how little fun I'd had during the game. Uh, but it is, it's so weird to me because I, I'd seen cinematic trailers and whatnot for Prey, the new one, but... In my mind, it was still the thing I'd seen at E3 those years back when it was the Blade Runner-esque, bounty hunter-y, spacefaring thing. So when I was actually playing it, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's System Shock. Uh, It's such an odd thing. It's such an odd thing to be hit by that this game is uh, following Arkane's previous work, Dishonored, and following on from the Shock series... Um, no, following in, on in sorry, very, from Prey in to a come very, to a um, Shock-style game is just weird. And and they're not ashamed of it either. I mean, it's very it's a tribute in many. You you, you find a lot of Easter eggs and references oh, to yeah, other yeah. games, and it's a very loving tribute to those games. I think. Which I is, mean, the, which is cool. 
they're not subtle in the least. Like the first thing you do is pick up a wrench once you get yeah. full agency. It's and there's a there's a power cost cycle shock, <laughs> <laughs> which would be a, a cool thing for Ken Levine to make. By the way, Ken, psycho shock. There you go. <laughs> well, he, oh. he, I don't think he can now, can he? No, is he Ken's still, no. Is he still with Irrational? He went off, didn't he? I think no, he went I off. I think he's he's moved on didn't to like smaller scale projects. Yeah, now, more kind of yeah. um, passion passion projects. Little boy, little boy, little boy Ken. That's what they call him now because he does it for the li- all the little the little people. I like little Ken. projects. Ken's lovely. We've we've um, DM'd a few times on Twitter, and he's a lovely lad. He's a, he's an interesting man. He and I have mm. uh, uh, debated uh, before. Uh, I've I've gotten into uh, conversations with him that that went long and 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 political uh, mm. and uh, not in a nasty way, but in a very uh, in a he- heated enough way, um, yeah. talking about various business practices in the industry and whatnot, and we are very ideologically not 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 on the same set of tracks. Uh, and his, uh, but he's passionate. He's passionate in in so, in, in his beliefs. Ken, Ken Levine is 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 interesting on Twitter. Here is my entire story of Ken Levine on Twitter. He followed me like a year and a half ago, and. We've never interacted back and forth. And then on my birthday, he wished me a happy birthday and we've not interacted since. So, you know, my one tweet in like a year and a half of being followed by Ken Levine was him wishing me a happy birthday. He is that kind of guy, though. Like, he'll just chuck you a message saying happy Christmas or whatever. Which I I guess means that, like, he didn't mute me. He still reads my tweets, I guess. So, hey, Ken, there you go. That's well, my entire Ken, That's nice... Ken Levine anecdote Look at, look at us name-dropping. We're yeah. so cool. We are, th- we are the famous people on Is video Is Systems games. shocked? I dine on Pheasant with the stars of today. Oh, my goodness. Has Wallen... Prey been dishonoured? Um, Royston, <laughs> fetch what? me more grapes that you may dangle them into my mouth and I will catch them twixt mine own teeth. Like a uh, pair of droopy no, no. testicles. Uh, while we're doing the silly voices, I do want to give a quick uh, shout out to Anto D'Amico on Twitter. <laughs> at Anto D'Amico, who made a fantastic piece of fancy podquisition fan art last week that was, oh, we were fancy. I had to rise and hang it up in the main foyer to greet the Earl and Earl S of um, New Dungan. Ra- Rachel ne- just walked in as I was going droopy <laughs> testicles in a lady English voice. Oh, oh, Sir Gavin of Tan, you do amuse us with your witty anecdotes. <laughs> I, I now have that portrait commissioned, so when my parents ask what I do for a living, I show them quite how fancy my job is these days. <laughs> so yeah, should we? Yes, are we, are we, are we, are we, are we done? By the way, what was it? It, incredible, was, it was very good. That the fan, fan art. Ah, uh, it, it was. It was very good. Uh, are we, Would are you we send done it to me actually? Because I lost the tweet. That's all right. I'll send it to you uh, at the end of the show. Um, what uh, are we done with? Prey? Do we want to move on to some of the other bits of newsy uh, stuff this week? Yeah, yeah I think 20, I guess, twenty minutes yeah. is enough, isn't it? On yeah. one game. Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't really played much else. Like I had another little bit of Mario Kart. I haven't, haven't gotten around to touching Little Nightmares again yet, so yeah, can't talk any more about that. I I have finished Little Nightmares now. Um, 
my basic thought is it wasn't as polished as I'd hoped, but they they narratively stuck the landing and I left that experience feeling like I it was worth my time to play. Would you say they're a company uh. definitely to watch and have a lot of potential? I I I would say that uh if they if they make more things, I will definitely be watching out for future things that they work on. Cool. So yeah, have All you right. have you finished Little Nightmares yet, Gav? No, I haven't. I just pray came out and I want to get a song done about it, so I just I'm focusing that's, on that. That's fair. Um bit bits of news we've got this week. Uh Jim, you know how you were complaining about how you can't store your credit card info on the Switch? Yep. You can now. Yeah, cuz cuz Nintendo know who's fucking right. Yeah, only took what Six or how long ago did that thing come out? Two and a half months now. Only took uh, them ten years ago. Only took them ten weeks to add in the ability to save your card info. Yeah. Well, like I said, I knew it was coming. Like I said in the video, it was on the way. The 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 switch was rushed out, of course, to please the shareholders, mm. as per Nintendo's uh, mo. Yeah. Uh, and it's clear that the online functionality right now is skeletal. It has what it needs to work. It has the uh, hooks you know, to add the other bits in later. Yeah, you can buy games, you can play them online. Um, it doesn't get too much more fancy than that. Uh, they looked at what they could ship with and then cut out anything that they deemed non-essential um, for the, the online service. Yeah, And they deemed uh, uh, being able to save your credit card info uh, a non-essential thing. Which, to um, be fair, it kind of is a non-essential thing. Well, I mean... Like the Wii U. Oh. If you don't give a shit about, like, customer convenience and their ability to buy things from your store, then it is a non-essential thing. Um, <laughs> but to me, I found it... I, I found it a rather I, contemptuous Do you ever find yourself so many times these days looking at games companies going, don't you want my money? I would say, like, it's Nintendo a real... especially... Yeah. It's a real annoyance that definitely did like slow down or dissuade my purchasing of things on their it store. It stopped me buying some things. But it's you. it's not a functional like it it doesn't physically stop me from from buying the stuff. So I I was happy to wait for it, and now it's there. It's like eh, okay, thanks. I guess. Um, other bits of news we got this week. Um, oh. I this I think this is an interesting story. Correct me, like you know, feel free to brush it aside if neither of you find this interesting. Prey has a demo on both Xbox One and PS4. It doesn't have one on PC, and the developers talked about why they've not got a PC demo, and their reasoning was Steam allows you to refund any purchase within two hours. Therefore. People can purchase the game and refund it if they don't like it. Therefore, we didn't need to port the demo over. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, I mean, I guess that just demonstrates that refund numbers have no, like, like they have no meaning to publishers. I guess they don't care if games get refunded because mm. it it would seem to me that having a high amount of games potentially refunded. Um, would be a bad thing, but but it sounds like they have no problem with the idea of refunds mm. uh, uh, in well, any case. So I guess fair enough. I, I mean, it's I, true. I, you can just download and play it. I have a much more negative view on this. Um, like, there's a few things I want to criticize about this whole situation. So first of all, 
I don't think it's necessarily a sign that that they think refunds are going to be a low thing. I think it's just, it's, the difference is, are you giving someone something and saying, did you like this, then give me money, versus yeah. give me money up front, and can you be bothered to ask for that money back? Yeah, and the I moment imagine... you, uh, the moment you said you disagreed, I was like, oh, fuck, right, yeah, I know what she's going to say and she's absolutely <laughs> correct. Yeah, it's like, a, a lot of it does boil down to just they know, if you have to give them your money in the first place to get that demo, you it, you then yes. have to, like, make an active yes. effort to get your like money this, back, as we opposed just to just, got yeah. Done, we just got done talking about the opposite effect with the Switch. And yeah. You, you are, yeah, I stand fully corrected, you're right, that is, yeah, the demo should have been there. <laughs> Yeah, and the the other thing I would say about it is, it is a an actual physical barrier to accessibility that a free demo is not. Because, let's say you don't have fifty dollars or whatever whatever Prey is at the moment, and you want to play a demo for Prey to find out if you should save up money and get it when you can afford to. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. if if there's a free demo, you can do that, play the game, and be like, yes, I would like to play Prey and save up and get it. For a no demo, you have to have $50 or whatever it is of disposable income available to drop mm-hmm. down and potentially, like, to not get back until you dis- you're done with the demo. Like, you're having to pay a $50 deposit on playing a demo. Yeah, and it's a, it's a cheekily sly sales pitch now that, mm. I, now, that, now that I'm thinking about it, because their whole... We don't have a demo because you you can just refund on Steam. It as as has just been demonstrated in practice on this but very podcast initially sounds like a perfectly reasonable idea until there's a just a shred of scrutiny. <laughs> just the moment you actually think about it longer than oh sound logic, fine, let's yeah. not worry about it and move on. The moment you think about it more than that, yeah, it's... This, this is kind of why I brought it up, because thing. I'm, I'm kind of amazed that, like, fewer people haven't said this is a, like, not a great situation. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I think it's just because we haven't really thought about it, because it doesn't... Demos on... <laughs> themselves aren't that yeah. prominent in a lot of people's minds, so it's not a... It was never a massive story to begin with, so they could just kind of slip it under there. Well, I think I and think then it's, I think yeah. demos aren't really a big thing in the mind of most games press because most of us can either either get review code or can afford how, to pick them up the for work. They... And they fell out of fashion for a long time mm, as I well. Don't, I, I don't play demos because for me it ruins the dynamic and momentum of the experience to play a part right, and then have to yeah. wait and play more. I, I don't I any. Sometimes. I don't anymore. But when I was like in my early teens and didn't have disposable income, like I had to wait multiple weeks or months oh, course, to buy a yeah. game. Mm. I would always pick up demos because it was a way to be like, "Am I going to actually enjoy this? Is this what I want to spend my limited disposable income on?" Yeah. That's where demos came in, and I definitely see how, like, if you're if you're like, I, I don't, I can't remember what age rating prey is. It's probably not a low enough age rating that my teenager example stands. But, you know, yeah. if you're in a situation where you don't have disposable income and picking up a game is a luxury that you have to be sure that it's the one you want and save up the money to do, this is not a 
pro-consumer move in any way. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're talking bollocks. A little bit. So that that was that story. Um, I was yeah. very cross with um, Zenimax this week over the Pray for the Gods thing. I thought that was bad for him. Oh, do you want to well, talk about that? <laughs> this Go. is always a, a running thing with Zenimax, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, lo- I love Bethesda, and they're, they're really good to me, but it seems like their parent company is really like nasty with trademark stuff. Do you do you want to explain this whole situation, Gav? Because as I, as I understand it, it was some indie dev that had to change their game name or something. Yeah, their game was called Pray for the Gods, as in P R E Y, or to the no for the gods, and they have made them change it because apparently it infringes on their trademark of the word pray, which yeah, is a yeah. little bit. Uh, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, it's 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 a difficult thing. Because I, I really have no respect for Zenimax as a company, and Bethesda as a company has fallen out of my good favour. Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, as a company, uh, it doesn't reflect on their games, but but they've kind of fallen down in my esteem because of some of their behaviour over recent years. Uh, and so I always feel weird. I mean, I always feel weird sticking up for any company anyway. First of all, it's not what I'm known for doing, and it's not something I like to do because I hate most companies and and corporate bullshit anyway. Um, but when it comes to trademark stuff like this, I'm always a little more, a little less keen to pull up the 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 pitchfork, you know, uh, simply because it's not the companies I'm angry at; it's trademark law itself. It's it's the ridiculous and very very outdated idea that um, you know you have to pursue these every slight nuance of a fucking name that has any slight uh, similarity to yours uh, because if you don't pursue it if you don't start bullying other people uh, then someone could legitimately rip you off could legitimately rip your trademark off then use your letting the other thing slide as a precedent for you not defending your trademark adequately in the past, and therefore they get to continue ripping you off. Um, I just can't imagine how an indie, a tiny little indie game with one word in the title that's similar to... How how does that even work legally? I mean, how is that allowed? that that, That works with... Lawyers being good at their jobs, uh, not just law- not just Zenimax's lawyers being good at you know bullying an indie dev into changing something, but then the lawyers of any devious shitheel that would make a game that is way like genuinely infringing on prey, and being able to legally argue, uh, well, you didn't stop prey for the gods, and that was an infringement. Which is crazy uh, when you see how many way. mobile games blatantly rip shit off. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, of course, the argument there is uh, uh, if it, if you're aware of it, you're going to have to stop it. You can't stop everything because you can't be aware of everything. Um, once something like Pray to the Gods, I guess, is big enough to get enough attention, it can't be ignored. Yeah, like uh, so it's, a, it's a shit it, situation for for everyone. I don't think, and I could be wrong, but but I don't. I genuinely don't think companies 
inherently want to pursue things as doggedly as they mm. do. I think maybe some companies do. Uh, I think when you're at the point um, where Disney is with how ruthless mm. they pursue some things, I think there are definite points of overreach. And and Pray to the Gods could be definitely a case of overreach. It's It, it, it is such a... Like, I couldn't confuse the two things. I wouldn't mm. confuse the two things. But I, I guess I could see certainly how a lawyer would argue how the two things could be confused. So it's just this this problem of maybe companies being overzealous in protecting themselves and also um, far less possibly, and they might way more definitely, uh, trademark law itself, like copyright law, uh, just being unfit to the modern world it's not fit to the task of 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 ruling people's rights yeah anymore. i i think like the the situation as it probably boils down to is the second that someone with a Zenimax email address mentioned hey is it okay that pray to the gods is using the word pray like as soon as there was something on like Zenimax computers or paperwork where someone acknowledged the game it's like okay we know it exists and there is paper like a paper trail that says we know it exists we have to do the thing where we get rid of it now which sucks but it probably is just that simple as as soon as someone mentions it internally in the company it has to go away yeah yeah so but it was it was it was Zenimax that did the thing where there was a game called Scrolls, and they that was claimed a it was. Game, wasn't it? That was oh, a was it? Yeah. Mo Yang thing, yeah. The Mo Yang thing, and yeah, it's like, no, Scrolls, that's from Elder Scrolls. You can't be called Scrolls. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a shit situation. It's, I hope nobody sh- tra- tra- tries to do that with the word Origins. It's. Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, probably ooh, the subtitle ooh, of the new Assassin's Creed. On that Creed. topic. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we're getting Assassin's Creed Origins this year. Yeah, we've been hearing this rumor for a while. I think this first popped up from Kotaku last, like spring of last year, and the 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 rumor. What the ma- hell is this fuck? Okay, the the rumor means yeah. And and here's the good news, Jim. It's been developed for the last four years by the team who made Black Flag. Oh, oh, the one I really. Didn't see why everyone was. Oh like, really? <laughs> yeah, Jim wasn't a big Black Flag. Yeah, fan. honestly, the 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 best one I've played to date was Syndicate. So and, yeah, that one was and good. Yeah, that was that was the one. If 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 that if that's what you'd have said, I'd have been Black Flag. I mean, well, I won't for me, say the it fact that they had like, so I, long to make it. Is, yeah, is it's the not the Black part. Flag thing that I find interesting, but the amount of time. Yeah. It's going like, to be oh, a, a oh, reboot yeah. of sorts. Not, yeah. not not so much story wise, I don't think, but mechanically, I think it's going to be. Now that reboot. has my attention. Yeah. Yeah. So the big thing it, that every, like for what everyone's saying about it is, it's basically Assassin's Creed Egypt. That's basically what this yeah. is, but they're calling and, it Origins. And let's face it, the series needs a mechanical reboot. Yeah, you don't want to climb yeah. another tower and and look I over like... at all the little points that pick up and then jump I into a hay the bale. Whole, the whole radio tower meme thing. Uh, I think became so, so, like it seemed to reach Ubisoft. I think, like even in games that are still doing things like that, they've softened them a lot. Yeah. Um, and and then you've got uh, you know folks like Gorilla 
finding ways to do it in this fluid way that makes each one feel like its own puzzle as opposed to just, oh, I'm climbing a tower again. Um, so it, I think it has been shamed out of fashion a little bit, unless you're uh, unless you're exploring the wonderful world of Hyrule. Plus, uh, Hor- Horizon only has five bit. in the entire game. So when people were bitching yeah. about that, I, f- I found it hard to get on board with the Yeah, they were not comparable. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I... I, I yeah, Isn't it pretty refreshing though in Breath of the Wild when you like get to the top of tower and do your scan and you're expecting all these map markers to pop up and mm. nothing pops that's, up? That's that's <laughs> that's what I really like is that it just gives you the topography and it's like yeah. okay yeah. this is this is what the world looks like you're still gonna have to go find where I things that are. Was pretty cool. It was nice. Yeah, not I, to I have like the... how when you use your telescope like on the 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 Sheikah slate when you use like to zoom in. Um, the draw distance can't let you see the enemies oh, that, yeah. that <laughs> are within range of your binoculars, so you think it's okay. Enemies and who then can something spot kills you, you in one hit. <laughs> I I was gonna say I like not having the overcluttered all the pins popping up, so I get like overwhelmed. Oh no, there's too many things to deal with. But yeah, or I guess you, also the you, binoculars. You forgot something after Jim was complaining about the draw distance. Oh, that doesn't bother me too much. <laughs> or what is, is is that what I is that what I say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. Oh, didn't have a problem uh, with it. Uh, you know, that was disagree. all right for me. We disagree, but that's okay. We but can still okay. be friends. You know, we're still friends. Yeah. Why can't we be friends? It's, it's because, because you gave a I seven gave out of ten. A seven yeah. Out of ten. I'm sorry, gang. I blew it. I blew it big time. I blew chunks. I blew boners. I blew boners out of my ears. <laughs> and I made trumpet noises when they came out. I hope my Marie Antoinette wig gets here when they said it would. Hopefully it will. You, you're going to yeah. do a fun thing where you're very fancy. Um, you know how Prey, uh, Vanquish was seemingly getting uh, teased in Bayonetta on PC? Well, we can vanquish its status as a rumour. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's coming out in two oh, weeks. For fuck's sake. Vanquish yeah, is coming weeks. out in two yeah, weeks on PC. It. So, we Go met- Sega with the port jobs. Yeah, you, we mentioned the other week that Jim's not a big fan of Vanquished, but it's still nice to get another... I respect it. ...to get another Sega Platinum game this soon on PC. I hope this continues. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be doing a, um, a Vanquish expert guide for you all. <laughs> yeah. So look forward to that. I I am hoping that this is basically a trend of we get a Sega published uh, platinum game on PC every month for a while. That'd be nice. That'd be awesome, yeah. That 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 that's a two month trend that I hope continues. It's and then too- just on like that final one when they release the final one, just the next period ticks over and then boom, new bayonetta, and then everyone goes. Fuck. Oh wait, wait, wait! They released Bayonetta, then a month two, uh, a month later, Vanquish, and a month after that would be the third PC release, and boom. E3 is happening. Bayonetta three, boom. E3 confirmed. Boom, boom, boom! Kabooms everywhere, explosions. It's like a Michael Bay film, but with news. Yeah. Oh. Um. Sorry. What's up, Gav? Oh, I just remembered Galway Girl by Ed Sheeran is a thing that exists. <laughs> oh. I couldn't tell Ugh. if he was sad or coming, and I still can't. Sad. He's, what, what if he's okay. doing a sad come? Fuck that Oh, that'd song. be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not having a sad come, Gav. Get uh, in the sea, Ed. Get in the fucking Irish so, sea. Um, and swim around in the cold fucking sea. Yeah. And, and then, then, then I hope you have like an orgasm in there, right? 
but you can't enjoy it because it's all really cold. And 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 you didn't even get hard because it was so cold, but it just sort of dribbled out anyway. And you've got like a really long refractory period, and you were looking forward to having a wank, right? And you you're done for the day, mate. You're gonna have to like like wait again till tomorrow, and and you're miserable. You've had a sad come in the sea. Who are we talking about again? Ed Sheeran. I don't know. Are you <laughs> still talking about Ed Sheeran? <laughs> I mean, I had many faces of past and present flashing in my face in that miserable, drooping body in the middle of the sea. So it could be anyone at this point. Do we have time for a question this week? <laughs> Uh, I've got, I've got time. It's, it's Gav's, Gav's the one who Ga- has to go well, and see Iron Brew. Ga- Gavin's yeah, we got. Can, we can do a question. Well, Gavin's got twelve minutes before he's got to be gone, and we're not over an hour yet. So you know. All right. Yeah. yeah. We'll okay. Let's go there. Okay. Uh, let's take a question from Mark Ambler. What job? Yeah, if you want. Oh, oh, I'll take that question hard, yeah. yeah. What job, if you were offered it, would make you immediately drop everything you're doing today to say, yes, I'll go do that job? Is there a job um, that, if you were offered it, you'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll fucking go do that job? And Press I'd have to drop this job. Hmm. Honestly, probably not. Like, this is my dream job, so... Jim, did you say you want to go hide in the bushes and be a press secretary? Yeah, I want to hide in the bushes of love uh, <laughs> as as press secretary. It just seems like a great gig. I won't just eat in wild berries. I won't tell you the, the, the I won't tell you the press and, secrets and, and unless you turn time, the lights out and I can whisper them. And the yeah. next time an indie dev is investigating you to see if you damage their company, you can just like you know fire Boom. fire the, the people job, in charge of the trial. So, so that's good. Um, I don't know what is there I, a job that I, I would. I don't know. I I think for me there is a job I might like leave doing game stuff if I was offered, and it would be like obviously practicalities aside. Let's say that somehow I have all of the qualifications and things required to do this. I'd probably leave this job if I was offered like you can go be an astronaut, go up into space for a bit. Cause I fucking love the idea of going to space. That terrify me. I, I understand why I'd people would love it, and I'd if I if the idea didn't terrify me, I'd like it. But oh, that's scary. Like, honestly, it was the thing that I thought I was going to do with my life until I realised that like I not only was I not good enough at maths and science, and too tall, and not in good enough physical shape, but also that like you know my complete my academic career completely collapsed in around itself. So like practically, it's never going to happen. But I loved the idea of either being a pilot or an astronaut, and I think if I could just like jump ship and somehow just like that be my job, I might be I might be tempted to say yes and go up to space. And you could oh. still write about butts up there, and you'd be oh, an yeah. astronaut. I ah. oh my god, Gavin, Gavin, I will take the job of astronaut if they offer Circling it to me. Circling Uranus for bad puns. I, I will I will I will swirl all around Uranus and then gently probe it. Well, there we go. We it, it took 130 episodes, but we managed to get Uranus gags into the so into sorry. the mix up up into this sitch. We've, we've, uh, that's I, good. I have brought us to a new low by making a Uranus joke. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I don't know if the the thing is is like there if, are if, other 
If puns are the lowest form of wit, oh no, we're back on the okay. If puns are the lowest form of wit, Uranus puns are the lowest form of you know puns wit. Yeah, what were what were you saying, Jim? Mm? Well, I was just going to say that I uh, would still like to keep my hand in the job I have. That even if there are other jobs I'd like, like job avenues I'd like to pursue. Um, you know, like I've I've dabbled in voice acting and, and mm. stuff like that, and I've I've dabbled in some you know other little things that I've been working on, but you know the, this the thing I've made with the the gymquisition and everything I'm just so pleased with, um, and just so happy with with what it's become that I would, I mean it would, I can't imagine an amount of money that would get me to part with it. I I I would agree with you that like there is no job that like I would rather be doing in terms of day to day actually doing a job than what I'm doing today. Like I wouldn't be taking the job of astronaut in any way for wanting to actually do the job. I'd basically want to sit in the back of the the spaceship while everyone else did the work. I get to be in space and then I want to come back down and be be back to being being writing about games and butts. And, like, I realise now I say that, it's like, I probably don't actually want to, you know, skip jobs and go be an astronaut. I just want to, like, you know, I, I want to sneak into one of those commercial flights that goes up into space and then comes back down and then <laughs> not have to give up my job. That's actually what I want to do. So com- yeah, completely, I just want to go to space. Yeah, I just want to go to space, not that not be my job. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> I completely talked myself out of my own answer to that. I like my job yeah, very yeah. much. <laughs> is is that a good place for us to wrap up for this week? I guess so. I guess so. Um, speaking of all the jobs and that we do, how can people find out more about your work? Well, until I throw this all away and go become an astronaut, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. That's Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube, Laura K. Buzz on Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Go chuck me a dollar a month if you can, or what, whatever your currency is. Let's play video games. That's the other one. Just Laura K. Buzz, let's play video games. Yes, uh, do check out all of that. Um, please do, and also thank you very much for capturing that Mario Kart footage for me, even though I forgot to properly credit. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's alright. I didn't all fucking right. think about it. You, you were a little bit drunk. I can I can forgive the actions of a drunkard. It was. I don't know. I was I was drunk when you was telling me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you weren't telling me off. No, no, you were. Um, I was just very apologetic uh, because I was. Deep in the in the wine at eight in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. We we sorted our stuff. We were all good. Um, was that the end uh, of your binge or the beginning? Uh, that was the beginning. The wow. end was at um yeah much later date. I think uh, I think you were and, about and, one bottle of wine in when we were talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was about like half. Uh, and um, yeah, the the end of the night ended with. Um, uh, I, I won't go into it, uh, but 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 it was the one of the wilder Monday nights I've ever had, <laughs> uh, and it it left a mark in a couple of ways. So, Gavin, <laughs> new frontman of of n- n- uh, Nickelback. Miss um, Nickelback. Now I've decided. Uh, how can we find out more about your music? What you do? Miracle of Sound on YouTube, on Twitter, on Patreon. Again, thanks to everyone who joined this week. You guys are awesome. And sorry for interrupting everyone so much this week, guys. It's 
I got interrupted so much last week that it's been a, a roaring rampage of revenge this week. An eye for well, an I'm... eye, Gav leaves the whole world blind. <laughs> and after I died to give you space to talk, after I, after I died for my own sins, not like Jesus, I'm not saying that, but in a Jesus-esque fashion, and that's what I get for it. Well, well, Hufflepuff to you, sir. Hufflepuff, I say. And to our listeners, I say thank you, as always, for your support, for your listening, for your sharing the love, if you do, for uh, giving it whatever you want to give it on iTunes or whatever, just anything that gets things around. And we're done. Yeah. We'll see you I, later. On, on, on the Rip Roar and Revenge, here's, here's, here's your outro. Thank you.